Welcome everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Women's Motorsports Network. And today my special guest, very special guest, is Alba Colon. She is the competition system. I'm sorry. I messed that up. I'm going to start over. Okay. I, I lost my page where I wrote it down. <laughs> oh okay. my gosh. There we go. We're going to start over. Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Women's Motorsports Network. And today, my special guest is Alba Colon. She is the director of competition systems at Hendrick Motorsports. And I'm honored and very pleased that she took time on February 1st. And you know, the clash is coming up, Alba. And I can't imagine that when you said yes to this, that you knew it was the week of the clash. But thank <laughs> you so much for giving me some of your time today. And uh, welcome to the show. My pleasure, my pleasure, Melinda. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, um, yes, when I look at it yesterday, I was like, oh, well, what was I, was I, what was I thinking about this? But the haulers are all gone. Everybody, well, there's still a lot of work to get ready for the weekend. But um, no, but I, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it very much. And so, you know, let's, let's start with, a little bit with, um, how you got to where you are today, because if people don't know you, I mean, I've heard your story and it's pretty impressive, but why don't you share how you got to be the director of competition at Hendrick Motorsports, and then we'll go on and talk about what kind of things are happening now. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your story? No, no problem at all. So thanks for that opportunity. Uh, it all started in Puerto Rico. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm pretty much from. And that's where all my family still still lives there. Um, grew up a normal family. and But where STEM was something that we always talk about it, especially with, with my dad. He promoted that uh, a lot. My mother, of course, promoted education at all times. But I wanted to be a mechanical engineer because I wanted to be the first female Puerto Rican astronaut. So uh, my idol was Sally Wright, who was the first uh, American woman to go to space. So that's what I wanted to, to do. I remember having a poster in uh, my room and that's who I wanted to emulate. So long story short, I went to the University of Puerto Rico, Maya West to study engineering. But while I was then there, I got an opportunity to work on a race car project, more than a race car. It was a solar car competition uh, here in the United States. I work as part of the team, not the whole time, but at the end of the project, they needed some extra help and I volunteer. So after that ended, a group of us decided, you know what, let's let's work on another race car. Let's let's work on another project. And that was where we started to work at the Formula SAE competition, supported by SAE International. Um, by the way, sponsored by many, many companies. And if you look at many of the engineers that are working today at the race teams, many have come from that competition. It was a fantastic experience, not only designing and building vehicles, but it gave me the opportunity to learn other skills and what we talk about is soft skills, how to work with people, how to request uh, um, money, how to market a vehicle. We were doing absolutely everything. <laughs> but I came to the United States um, with that competition several times. And in one of those competitions, there were a couple of gentlemen from GM Motorsports that were looking to hire 
talent and some engineers. They hired several of them, and I got lucky enough that I was one of them. I started at GM, Motorsports, doing data acquisition, not only for the NASCAR team, but I got opportunity to work those first years with the NASCAR Truck Series. Also, with uh, I did my first official race was the Rolex 24 Hours. That is not really a 24-hour event. It's like a 48-hour event right. <laughs> by the time that you get everything done. And I went to uh, um, NHRA Series for four years as a program manager. After that, became the program manager of the Cup Series at General Motors. And many years later, five years ago, I came to Hendrick Motorsports as the director of competition systems. So it just, you know, you think about it, how you started all of this and where you wanted to be. And pretty much, um, uh, it worked out. It, they worked out the right way, not the way that I thought, but it worked out the right way at the end. Exactly, and <clears throat> you know, it's funny how our paths kind of take different, you know, turns, and and we go uphill and downhill, don't we? Because what yeah. we think we want to do, or what we sometimes set our minds on, um, God or someone has a different idea, or or the people that cross your path see something in you that maybe you don't even see in yourself. And, and so um, that's one of the ways that, that women, I think, get to positions of influence, positions of, you know, like what you do, because you're willing to walk through those doors, even if there's been no other women ahead of you. And, uh, and that's pretty exciting. So Thank you. tell me, what's your favorite thing about your job or favorite things about your job? It'd be hard to have just one, I would think. Yeah, I, I would say it's hard to have one. <laughs> I I really love, I, I, you have to be here just to understand uh, the dynamic, the dynamic, everybody, everybody in the company is working very, very hard to make sure that we have four race cars that are very competitive mm -hmm. every weekend. And believe me, I, I seriously believe when they said, when the driver said, I took the whole team, you know, thanks to the whole team at the shop and so on. Yes, it takes it takes the whole team. So it's, it's just that uh, how everybody's working together. And when those cars are getting ready and leaving it in the hall, there's always that feeling is still, is still very exciting. I love working with people and I have the opportunity to work with many areas in, in the company, not only one specific thing. So you get to meet a lot of people, on, not only here, sponsors, but also the race fans, race fans coming here. That is always yeah. fantastic. How excited they are. And by the way, how supportive they are of what they do. So a little bit of all of that, getting ready for the weekend, during the weekend. So it's a little bit of everything. I'm seeing I pretty much described everything. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's, sure. just, it's just exciting. And you know, one other thing that I would like to say, Melinda, this is one of the few the few sports I would say, or few careers. Let, let's say that better like that. The few careers where, if you committed a mistake on a Sunday, you only have seven days to fix the issue, mm -hmm. and and you get back to prove yourself again seven days later. So it, it, it's fantastic from that from that side. Um, but think about it. We love to win, but think about it. You lose more than what you win. Absolutely. I just had that conversation with someone yesterday that it's it's the only probably the only sport unless you're really bad at football or baseball 
it's probably the only sport where you know going in that you're probably you know you're most likely going to lose way more than you're going to win because you know look at last year we had what 19 different winners mm -hmm. and so um you know they only most of them only won once some of them won twice or three times but very rare and so if a football team only won once in a season or twice or three times they'd be at the bottom and nobody would want but we don't feel that way about our drivers because well, I didn't think about that i didn't think about it but that's true that's true yeah and so <clears throat> you know whoever your favorite driver or drivers are um you know we we know going in that that if they win you know five races or like kyle larson won 10 races one year that's unheard of really and especially now with the new the new car it seems way more competitive so um it's it's a sport that fans have to be very loyal don't they because uh, absolutely absolutely melinda think think about something and i thought about this um 2021 i think that was 2021 uh oh my goodness all the years are becoming <laughs> they all roll together don't yeah, they yeah they all roll together that dover competition that dover race when we finish one two three four yeah that is what we, that's 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 what we work for right? right that's what we work for just to right. make sure that all our cars finish in the top uh the last time that that happened it was what two or uh, i think that 10 20 perhaps 30 years before that so, right. so imagine imagine that is what you call a perfect week yes and that doesn't yes. happen too too often so of course we would like that to happen a lot but for us uh, to have our four cars going to the playoffs that mm -hmm. was a big a big deal uh, of course uh, we work hard to make sure that that's the expectation yeah. that they all go there but of course it would be fantastic if the four of them can go for the championship in phoenix sometime this year we have two of them but yeah. once again that's why you work for very hard to make sure those things happen absolutely and you know it isn't and it isn't just hendrix i mean we we're talking to you and that's where you work but i think that's probably the mindset at all the race shops pretty mm -hmm. much um mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of it has to do with success, has to do with resources and, and some of those things as well. But, um, you know, I I know that once uh, those guys get back from the race on Sunday night, Monday or whenever they get back, um, do they even get a day off, you know, and then they're right back getting ready. Like you said, seven days or sometimes it's less than that. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's six or five days and they're getting another car or that car ready for another race. And uh, it's, you know, the the things that they have to go through to get those cars on the track. Most people do not understand what what is involved. De definitely, definitely. Uh, and, and that's what I said. It takes the whole company. Doesn't matter what, what race thing you are working for. It takes the whole company. Uh, I know that they worked late the last night. Um, today they are working. They will get a little bit of rest uh, going go on friday correct yes friday come back rest a little bit on monday and and get ready for the daytona 500 that's that the crown jewel that everybody wants to right. win right. it's true that it's like any other race when we talk about points but everybody wants to win yes. that one so those cars are getting ready everybody's getting ready uh for that and let's let's be honest um starting with this weekend right yeah it's 38 races 38 yeah. races 
so it's a long season. Yeah. It's from now to pretty much November, mm -hmm. but this is what we live for. This is yeah. what everybody's getting ready. Not only at this shop, at the other shops, they're all going to the same and it's just exciting. It is exciting. And, and as a fan who loves to be at the race and hear, you know, I watch it on TV a lot cause I can't always travel to the races, <laughs> but, um, it, when you try to explain it to someone who's maybe not a race fan that you can't experience it on TV, you need to go to a race and, and even more so you need to go and be in the pit area, the garage area. That's where you really get the full picture of what it takes to put not just a NASCAR car, but even your local guys that run at little short tracks like the, you know, Kalamazoo or wherever they work all week, they work a job, then they work in the, you know, the garage. It takes a lot to get that there. And as fans, sometimes they just show up, sit down in their seat, have a beer and away they go. And, and they don't think about that, but the commitment I think for race teams is above and beyond maybe some other, some other types of jobs. So, um, yeah, I, I'm so excited that the clash is coming up. I went to it last year, uh, really? my husband and I, and, uh, it was really, I was glad I was at the first one. That was, was that? it was, was that? wonderful. It was wonderful. I only had one complaint and that was, um, they needed a more variety of music. It was definitely geared towards younger people and all the people sitting around me were my age or about that age. And, and that's what I heard the complaint, but the excitement and watching the drivers come down those steps and, and, and the racing was really good. It really was. And so I'm excited. I think it's going to be even better this year for sure. No, de definitely. And well, I didn't think about the music, but <laughs> okay, I didn't think about that. No, but you know, uh, I will tell you from my from my point of view and and some of the people that I work with here. We of course the the, the LA market. It's exciting. It's mm -hmm. exciting. So everybody is very excited about that. It's something different. It's short track racing. We love all of that. From my point of view, from the engineering side, is an opportunity on a non-points race to make sure all your systems are ready to make sure that mm -hmm. because you you spend all these months getting ready, right? But but now now for two days, this is when you really become okay. What is working? What is not working? What do we need to improve to get ready for Daytona yes. and the rest of the season? So I always have liked to have that race that is non-points first. Yeah to make sure everything worked. And I know the distance from here, I know all of that, but to have the opportunity to have a weekend off in the middle between yeah. this one and Daytona, it, it gives an opportunity to the teams right. to, to work, you know, if something has to change, yeah. we can have an opportunity to think. So I'm excited about that. I am a little bit nervous because I have been going this whole morning about Oh, I need that. I need that. We have a list. Trust me, I have a list here. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, it's just, and, and you need to roll with the punches. You can be ready, but at the end of the day, you have to react depending on what is in front of you. And you will not know that until you get there. But we have been making sure, and everybody else, to be as ready as possible. Because, again, you want to win the race, definitely. Sure. But you want to make sure you had done a shakeup of all your systems to be ready for when the official season starts. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I love that it's the clash, then it's the Super Bowl, then it's Daytona. It's like three weekends in a row, you couldn't have better, better sports uh, things to watch. And so, you know, they all kind of mesh together uh, for sure after all that. So when you say people call you and say, I need this, I need this. Can you be more, a little more specific? What, what more exactly do you do? I know that's a, a whole list of things, but, but <laughs> what, what would you say are the things that when they say they need something, what, what do you do? No, example. So um, there are things that we can talk and there are things that we cannot talk. Okay, let's be, that's fine. <laughs> let's, let's be realistic about that. And everybody has a function. But let me tell you a little bit about what I will be doing this weekend and some of those items. Okay. okay. So um, the NASCAR rules have changed some for the last several mm -hmm. years. Of course, many rules. But one of them is that uh, there is a restriction of how many team members per team are at the garage and at the track. In the past, you could send pretty much the whole company to the track, right. but now it has been restricted. So a team like Hendrick Motorsports has the same number of people as a smaller team. So, mm -hmm. you know, parity and all of that is fantastic. So we have created what we call a command center or a team operations center. That's how we that's how we call it here. So how does that look like? So when you see that NASA with all those screens, that's pretty much something like that that looks like. And I okay. think that several years ago, they show one of them from one of um, our Chevy teammates. They show one of those command centers. So we stay, we stay behind with many of the engineers and other support group. And what we do is to support the teams at the track. We are open at the same time that the, our race teams are at the track. We provide data. We are listening, helping them with what they need, analyzing information back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. Um, practice, qualifying, and the race. So it, it's interesting because let me tell you, you, you hear what's going on at the track. You can hear our, our our drivers, our teams. You can hear them from here. You don't get that experience of the, I would say, the, the smell and, and everything going on at the track. But this is as close as you can be without going to the track. So with that said, we have been working on tools that we use to support the teams. Some of those tools are tools from the last year that, were, that we have tweaked to make better. Some of them are new tools and you work on the radios, you work on making sure all those computer systems are ready. It's not only one person. There's a lot of groups here that are working on that. So you have all of that ready. But when that first car goes down the track, that's when you realize, okay, do I have everything, everything going on? And not only that, to be sure that you have everything that you need to react and to be proactive to help the guys at the track. Remember the practices in a normal, let's talk about a normal weekend. Now practices are only 20 minutes. Right. It's not like in the past, remember that used to be well, one practice on Friday and two on Saturday? Yes. No, so that doesn't exist anymore. So in 20 minutes that you get, you need to make sure that you are really sharp, that you know, example at the track, what they are going to make changes at what changes they are going to make to the car, but that our tools here are working perfect and provide the information that the teams need. So 
there have been a lot of preparation, not only in the car, but making sure that those computer systems yeah. and everything that they need, that we can communicate directly with the track. Am I making sense, Melinda? Yes. And you know, I, it's something that I even I hadn't really thought of. I do remember mm -hmm. um, one time during a race, they did show the command center for mm -hmm. must have been the Chevy team. I remember seeing that. But honestly, I'd forgotten about that, that there's <laughs> those people there. And so, it, you know, in my in my head, I hadn't thought of that. And I was thinking, you know, when those cars come in and they need to, you know, change this or change that. Those guys there have to figure that out. But they have a whole team behind them, such as you and your coworkers, who are monitoring, you know, tire pressure and all these different things, mm -hmm. tire wear, whatever mm -hmm. it might be, and can give them advice. And what if I was the guy at the track, what a relief to know that I had all those people behind me and that I didn't have to figure that out alone. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because that's that's a big deal. I was going to ask you, like, on race day, where would you be and what would you be doing? And that's what you just told me. So, um, yeah, do you ever go to, I mean, I'm sure you do. Do you go to the racetrack often or you mostly stay back and monitor things? So I mostly stay back. And once again, that has to do with the rules that have that have changed. Of course, with my last job, I was at the track 24-7. And, and believe me, uh, if you ask me, I love the travel. I love the track 24-7. But these are the deal. These are the rules. And let us be realistic. You need the pit crew there, right? You cannot do yes. that from here. Right. You need the mechanics. You can't mechanic that car from here. So as part of the team, as part of the team, you visualize what are those roles that really have to be at the track and what are the other roles that can support 100% right. being, being here. And the engineers tend to be the ones that will support from here with no... Yeah. No issue. Think about something. You are not only helping your team, but you can you can visualize what other things are going on around around the track and what the competitors right. are doing. So you have in this place where we have all our teams together, we can visualize perhaps and we can help each other. Yeah. So it's the beauty. I never really thought about it until I started to work more and more on this. And you realize, wow, we we are as an integral part as everybody. Yes everybody else at the end of the day the crew chief and that main engineer are the ones that will make the decision mainly the crew chief but our main job if a couple of words is to provide you know, good data for him or her to make the right decision at the track right and so yes i i i love that you brought that up because that's something like i said that i hadn't really thought of um <laughs> that it's comforting to know if you're the uh, the people at the track for sure. And so I know that COVID changed a lot of things. And, mm -hmm. and is that one of the things that came out of COVID is the limited number of people at the track or is it to make it more fair for the smaller teams? I will say both. Okay. <laughs> I'm more than, I'm, so the rule started in 2018. Yes, 2018. Okay. But when COVID came early in 2020, those numbers got uh, very reduced, yeah. extremely reduced. And of course, we understand why. Right. Now, NASCAR has added perhaps one or two more people. Uh, but it's still, it's not the numbers that we used to have in the past yeah. that pretty much everybody everybody could could go 
at the same time. Um, really, I am pro NASCAR on, on this. It's about parity, of course. Yes. As a team, I don't want parity. I want to be better, right? That's, right, normal. Right. That's normal. But they want to make sure, and, and it's the right thing to do, that the team that is not like ours have an opportunity to produce great race cars, yes. an opportunity to have the right number of people. Uh, at the track, so um, we, we are good with that. We yeah. we are good. I, like I said, all of us, you, all the employees will want to be at the track, but the reality is, you need to be in the right place to serve yeah. your team. And we provide an amazing resource every weekend, and we celebrate. We have our own winner circle. I make sure for the guys that we have our mini winner circle here nice. and we celebrate and we celebrate and when it's a championship we do we do the same because traditions are important right. and but um you know it's, it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome and 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 i love it and, and like i said this this is why you know you work you work for all these months just to make sure you have everything that that you need but uh, I hate to say there will be something that you will be like, oh, I didn't think about that. Doesn't matter how many lists do you have. But um, think about something, Melinda. The beauty now is that everybody has the same resources. Uh, NASCAR has open uh, data. Mm -hmm. And we can see not only our data, we can see the data of other race cars. Everybody has the ability to see that. Yeah, It's just how you use that data and how you analyze and what you yeah. do with it. So, yeah. Magic. It is. And, you know, I like the, I mean, believe me, I love, I love your drivers. I, you know, I loved uh, some Joe Gibbs drivers. I, I think Ross Chastain, I just have his personality. Yeah. You know, there's some you like more than others, but um, overall, I think that as a fan and as someone who loves racing, I do want to see different winners. I want to see, uh, I don't want to see, um, you know, Kyle Busch win every race. I don't want to see, um, you know, Kyle Larson win every race. And so, you know, or a certain team. I like to see that, you know, on any given day, I love Corey LaJoy, but he, he's mm-hmm. on a, in an underfunded team, basically. Mm-hmm. But every, every time they go on the track now, he has more of a chance to win than I think he ever did in the past. And so as a fan, I like that part of it. And, and when you say, you know, we have the same number of team members, I feel that's good. That's a good, good thing to have. And, you know, other sports only allow so many people on the roster, et cetera. And that's pretty much what is happening there. There's only so many people on the roster for, Hendrick that can be at the race. And so there's nothing wrong with trying to make it a more level playing field, if you will. So uh, absolutely. But Melinda, think about something and you just talk about Super Bowl, right? Uh, a little bit, a little bit earlier. Um, you know, some of those defensive uh, coordinators that you see that they are like in a suite or something, right? So and you can see them talking. You don't know what they are talking. They are saying, but you know that they are talking to somebody that is at the field. Right. So it's pretty much things like that. It's pretty much something, something like that. And you said a, a great point. Of course, uh, as a team, I only want that 
our four drivers win the 38 races, right? Right. <laughs> and that's that's normal. But I I'm talking. I will tell you something. Me as a uh, from the individual side. Um, an example when I when who was um, Daniel Suarez when Daniel Suarez won won yes uh, as a Hispanic that was a big deal that was a sure. huge a huge deal because knowing the story of, of that young man everything mm -hmm. that he has worked for to get there and to right. have that opportunity him and his team to go through that that yeah. is something that you you need to celebrate it that you should celebrate and and I will be honest with you I texted him and I let him know I'm so proud for you right. and I even put a Twitter a tweet out there yeah. about it but everybody knows I'm I'm I am Hendrik Motorsports, extremely faithful to my company. I want us to be number one, but individually, I was very happy to see that young sure. man winning. And everybody was very happy when also Chastain won yes. for the first time. He, everybody loves him. The move yeah. that he made in, in Martinsville, <laughs> I think that we, as a sport, we got so many race fans that day. And to see that the next day, they were showing that just in in the on, regular TV channels. Oh, yeah. All over the TV channels. We need to celebrate. Do we need Absolutely. to celebrate that? And now that's now that that's happened, now there's a new rule that you can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, every, every time something happens, then we have to have a rule about it. But anyway, that's a whole nother conversation, I'm sure, <laughs> for another then, day. And again, you celebrate. And the day, there was a phrase that Corey Joy, as you mentioned him, he did fantastic. He did yeah. really well. You celebrate that because right. you want you want you want everybody to succeed, Melinda. And I think that you know this. At the end of the day, we are all a family. If yeah. somebody if somebody's hurting, everybody hurts. Uh -huh. it's some, and you know, but you know, I, I bet I was not the only one that said, "Wow, that was a cool win. <laughs> that was a cool win." It was. Yeah. Okay. I celebrate that for five minutes. Now let's go. Right. Let's go and win the next one. But all the fans there are so many fans i i love that they wear the different t-shirts yeah <laughs> everybody we need all of them we need and we celebrate all of them so that's awesome yeah absolutely we do and you know um as a as a woman who supports women in motorsports and i and i always say alba that i i i celebrate the women but and but i love the men too i'm not against them but I, but I try to get the women a little bit more um, notoriety or celebrate them and, and that because they have been kind of, you know, down the, down the chain, I guess you could say for a while, but that that's changing. And as you sit in the grandstands or you go to the garage or pit area, mm -hmm. the number of women has increased, even in the last five years, it has increased so, so much. And so I love to see that and and the young girls that I talk to you know they all want to be the next NASCAR cup champion or the sprint car champion and and so one of the things and why I like to uh, talk to women like you who have jobs that are not the driver um, <laughs> but you are a huge support part of the team I love interviewing you because I want young girls especially to see that maybe they can't be that driver down the road. Maybe it's financial or talent or whatever it might be, but there's so many opportunities for them 
in motorsports or um, even jobs that support motorsports. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I ask you, you know, how you got where you were and, and that, because I want girls to see that they could be the next Alba who's, who's running um, a motorsports team, you know? And so um, can you speak to that just a little bit about when, you know, young girls, women coming up into motorsports and, and what they should do, how they should do it, and how do they get connected so that they can be doing what you're doing? Absolutely. And I will tell you, Melinda, I, I don't have the, the secret recipe. I don't have, I think that every every journey is very different. Uh, let's look at you as, as, your, as your journey. What, what you're doing is extremely important to promote more women in the sports and to promote the sport in general. So everybody has a different a different role. I was talking to somebody the other day. Um, I had role models growing up, uh, role models, my, my mom and dad, well-educated, uh, hardworking. That, those were my role models always. But I never really knew an engineer. So I wanted to be an engineer. And what I knew about engineers was something that I saw in, in a magazine and TV at that time, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I wanted to see. But I really never met an engineering student until my senior year in high school. Yes, <laughs> my senior year in high school. Thankfully, things are very different now. Right. With social media, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, programs like this, yeah, you can see other people. You can see other people. You can identify. And... I have been blessed that I have received calls and even letters of people like, you know, that want to discuss something related and, and talk. And for me is, uh, I see that that is, um, let me say, how can I say that better? Okay. It, it's part of my job to do that and to return those calls and, and to have those visits. Perhaps they cannot be as long as, as we want, mm -hmm. but to provide, to give the opportunity for others to see that hey there's people there's people that looks like you that got here right and this was my journey and every journey is different but this is what you know this is what i will recommend or what i will advise not recommend you know perhaps these are my lessons learned and this yes. is what what we need to do but today there is there's more access to information mm -hmm. there's more access so there's no reason why not to do more research to see and and even you can find people really easy yes. to contact them. That's true. And for us and for us to support them. And I have been really enjoying the opportunities when I talk when I can talk to to young students. Not only have to be females or Hispanics, but to right. young students for them because they want to understand. You know, if I want to do a STEM career, what kind of options are out there? Mm -hmm. so it, it's it's an honor. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do. But I think that the students have today way more opportunities yes. to reach out and to learn more about these kind of careers. Yeah, absolutely. And and I love that, you know, a few years back, if you heard the word STEM, you would have no idea what it meant. Mm -hmm. And now it's a, a fairly common term that I think most people understand mm -hmm. and, and, and support, you know, that we need more young people interested in those kind of careers. So I, I love that part. Um, so I know you're not ready to retire. You're a long way from it. But what will be your legacy? What What do you want to leave 
motorsports when you when you're ready to you know go sit on the beach and read a book at some point <laughs> I don't know um, if I can. I, I don't know if I can go and sit down in the beach and read a book for for more than two hours. To be yeah. honest, with I can't. I couldn't either. I I love going where it's warm because it's. I'm in Kalamazoo and it's cold here today. But but um, but what 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 would you want your legacy to be? And by the way, I love Michigan. So Kalamazoo, it feels fantastic right now. <laughs> I, I am doing what I love. I, I, do I want to do more? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I want to do more. Sometimes I need to peace myself. <laughs> but I, I want to make sure I left the place better. I left the place better than I found it. And I'm not talking about this place in particular. I'm, I'm, I'm talking in general about the sport. I'm talking right. in general about the world. And perhaps sounds like a cliche. But I want to make sure there are more opportunities out there. And Melinda, I think that I mentioned this perhaps of the woman in motorsports, uh, North America, uh, you know, the woman with Drive Conference. Uh -huh. But I think that I, I will be extremely happy the day that we do not have to have perhaps meetings like that because equality is really out right. there. It's really right. out there. But in the meantime that that happens, I want to serve as a role model and live as a legacy that I did the right thing and that I help others to get to the sport that they love. Yeah. Uh, we, there are many people that, you know, STEM careers that can be in many ways, but I have been blessed and lucky to be able to say that I have been here, uh, I think it's 28 years in the sport, and I want to continue supporting the sport and, you know, continue doing what I am I'm doing and perhaps continue growing in, in the company. But at the end of the day, I want that perhaps people remember, okay, she, she worked hard to help others to get yeah. here. And I, I think you're on the you're definitely on the right track from everything that I know <clears throat> about you and hear from others about you. And so mm -hmm. I appreciate that the things that you do. And, and I also, yeah, I've heard you speak several times at PRI and as you said, mm -hmm. women in motorsports NA and, um, you know, I think those are those are things that take time. They take time away from your job and those things, but they are so important because you never know who that one person might be that's listening that you've changed their life. You know, that they said, if she if she can do it, I can do it. And and that's the thing that I I try to share stories about all kinds of women, all mm -hmm. ages, all stories, because it, you know, it only takes one to inspire someone else. And, and I like seeing women in motorsports inspire other people to be not, and not just in the motorsports field, it might inspire them to be an engineer for something else, Absolutely. but they see, yeah, some other career, but they see um, what you've done. And so I, I appreciate that you're willing to take the time with me and share your story so much. No, thank thank you for the opportunity, and it's part of what we need to what we need to do. Let me let me tell you quick two quick stories that okay you never you never know who you're impacting. Um, let, me, let me say this one correctly first. I, I was nominated for an award, uh, and I won it. Um, you know, it was the you know the last year, but it, it's not about a word. What for me was, uh, I was wondering like who who nominated me. It took me time because they didn't want to really tell me who nominated who nominated me. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I learned later 
that who nominated me was somebody that I made a difference on that person. And then that person got their dream job that does not have anything to do with racing, but to be working on the dream company and so on. I really didn't realize what I have done for that person. And that person, we haven't talked in some time, and that person went and, and, and nominated me for this award. So it just made me think about, well, you never know. <laughs> you never right. know how you're going to affect affect someone. So that for me was like, wow. Yeah. That, 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 you know, that, that makes a difference. With that said, remember, I told you always, I, 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 my idol was uh, Sally Wright. Mm -hmm. I got the golden opportunity to meet her. I, I oh, met yeah. her. I met her. And it was an interesting way after she, um, she was still working with NASA, I think, but she left, of course, being an astronaut. And she put together a foundation where she she wanted, uh, in this case, was parents, but in this case, was, I think that was the dad, to go with young girls and a half day at a, at a place and to listen to different women that had something to do with STEM. And I was invited. Uh, they did that in the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, by okay. the way. <laughs> yeah, so I got an opportunity to bring a race car and I... And I talk about safety at that moment. We were talking about hands, devices, helmets, and all that kind of stuff. So I got an opportunity to talk to young girls about that. Interesting enough, they were not too much into the race car. <laughs> they were more, but again, they wanted, the ones that were there wanted to be or doctors or veterinarians or, or things like that. But it doesn't matter that they were not interested in the race car. They were there to learn more about the STEM careers. Mm -hmm. And in that opportunity, they chose uh, three three areas that they wanted to see. And I think that the, the fathers were the ones that really wanted to talk more about <laughs> the, the, the race car. But long story short, Sally Wright put together an event like that and she was going to different places around the country wow. to give opportunity to young girls to, to learn more about STEM. And at one moment in your life, your father is your figure that you follow and, and that is always right, correct? Yeah. And so it was that bringing the young the young girl and learning more about STEM careers. Right. So I got the opportunity to meet her, uh, to have a picture with her. And for me, that was like a rock star. Yeah. But it's just just to see what she was doing and that's something i was like wow i, I want i want to do that some someday mm -hmm. someday uh, to how can you help others to get wow. there and i don't know how to explain it it's something that is in my it's in my system right now something that i really want to do but while i continue doing the job and i think that motorsports is a great conduit yes to do something like that so yeah absolutely that's amazing um you know, the opportunities that come that were out of the blue, really, that you weren't expecting. Did you have a chance to tell her that she was your inspiration? No, we, we talked. No. It just was really quick. It just yeah. was really quick. And, you know, she was nice. Allow me to give her a hug. We we had a picture. But yeah. you know, for me, it was like, wow, she's for real. She is. Yeah. <laughs> She, That's awesome. She has said, and um, yes, I didn't get that opportunity to do that, but I think that I think that she realized that yeah. she has made a difference in, in many sure. people. Yeah, unfortunately, of course, uh, unfortunately, uh, she passed away. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
but her legacy is still there. It the is. legacy is still there. And she has inspired many, many young girls and, mm -hmm. and boys also to, right. you know, to go to a space and to do to do things like that. So at the end of the day, you know, like I talk about that person that nominated me. You know one thing? I I, I inspire somebody. And it's not about a nomination. It's just that person let me know about that in that way. But I inspire one person. And if you can inspire at least one person to, to be better or to do something that they want or be in the mm -hmm. company they want or, or something like that, I think that you you had done right. Yes, absolutely. Well, Alba, I know you have a busy schedule. I really appreciate the time. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about or that we haven't touched on that you would like to make sure that people know about you or motorsports or women in motorsports, anything at all? No, absolutely. Um, Melinda, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Uh, and please continue doing great, all these things. I really appreciate the, the opportunity. Motorsports or no motorsports, I, I will tell you, you need to do a job that you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we spend a lot of time working. We spend a yes. lot of time working. So <laughs> whatever you love to do, you you really, you know, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Believe me, there are bad days. Okay. <laughs> like any, like we all have those. <laughs> we all have those. But I have been blessed to be in to be in mother sports. And trust me, there are some tough days, but in general, we I am blessed. I am blessed. And it took education, it took being in the right place, preparation, it took mentors extremely important and it took you know you cannot do this by yourself no you need others to help you so so yeah. be open to others to help you network educate yourself and um and we will see you here absolutely well thank you so much you've inspired me today to oh. keep working because there there's days that i just think oh i just don't have the energy today to do anything <laughs> and then i see a tweet or i here's here's or i you know have an interview with someone and then i'm like oh yeah i'm doing i'm doing what i should be doing this is this was what i was called to do absolutely i absolutely love what i'm doing and the people that i get to interview become friends and so i always say if motorsports <laughs> left tomorrow and there were no more motorsports i would still have all the friends i've made and no one can take that away from me and so to me that's the biggest benefit i have from everything is the people i've met and the friends i've made so you you are completely right and and let me tell you um and you know this melinda you know we are hendrick motorsports we are bow ties chevys right but at the end of the day we're just one family it's the motorsports yes. family it doesn't matter what team or anything we are we are a family and you will see me sometimes I'm having dinner with others that do not have anything to do with Hendrick Motorsports or mm -hmm. <laughs> anything like that. Because at, first of all, we, we, we are friends. We, yeah. we, I think that not too many people understand what we go to <laughs> when we had this kind of, right. This kind yeah. of jobs and you understand right. Melinda, but um, we, we're a community and we, when somebody, like I said, when somebody suffers, we all suffer and, and, and we have true. been there, but we yeah. celebrate we celebrate too. So um, thank you. Please continue doing what what you're doing. Uh, we need you. We need you. So don't 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 give up. Okay? I'm not. Me, I'm not giving up. <laughs> there are days that we are tired. I yes. I, I have many of those. Yes. But it's just just to keep going and to make sure that every night when you go to bed, 
you know that you have done the right thing and you have given 100 percent mm-hmm. honest day work so absolutely well honest good week. luck good luck to hendrick motorsports this year i know you guys are going to have uh, a good season for sure and um you know, maybe we'll all see get to see you finish one, two, three, four again. I thought that was amazing. I'll, I remember I that day <laughs> I, as if I worked there. I remember that day. So um, I'm looking forward to an exciting season. And uh, maybe at the maybe I'll see you at the racetrack, or if not, I'm sure I'll see you somewhere along the path here again soon. Absolutely. And, and um, stay in touch, Alba. If there's anything Likewise. I can do to help promote or anything. I'm always here to, to do that. So thank you thank again you. for being on the show today. My pleasure. Okay. And Hey, everybody be safe. Take care. Okay. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.